Enjoying Life Over the Road, a community that champions adventure, innovation, and well-being. Welcome to Enjoying Life OTR. My name is Cindy Tunstall, and I'm your host. Today, our guest is Randy Dye. He's been driving trucks since the late 70s, and oh my goodness, he has some stories to share with us. Um, We talked about everything from playing poker and um, fishing and just so many fun adventures while he's been driving. So I think you're going to enjoy this um, conversation as much as I did. So um, welcome to the show, Randy. Thank you. So what's everybody call you? I know they don't call you Randy. What do they call you out there? Well, my CB handle is Doc Holiday. Okay. <laughs> I like all that. My friend, all, all my friends call me Doc. Even my family even calls me Doc anymore. So. Okay, I love that. Well, tell us a little bit about what you drive and um, what, what kind of freight you're carrying, just so everybody can get to know you a little bit. Okay, well, I'm driving a 2022 Kenworth. Nice. And um, I'm pulling, now I'm pulling a uh, pneumatic tank. And mostly haul plastic pellets, uh, haul cornmeal, corn grits, and, you know, stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, it's, it's all a pneumatic tank where it's what they call a vacuum tank where you can vacuum the load on and, and then you got to blow on your truck to blow it off with. So nice. It's a 2021 tank I'm pulling. Wow. Well, so you've been driving a long time. Is it, have you always done this type of work or have you done what, what other kind of trucks have you been driving over the years? I know you've done a lot. <laughs> Oh, God, I've had, I used to be an owner-operator, and I had uh, Freightliner Classic XLs when I was an owner-operator. I drove them all. I drove Peterbilt's, I drove Max, I drove Freightliners, Internationals, uh, Kenworth. I started out in a B61 Mac. That was a, was a tri-flex transmission, and it had three sticks in the floor. Oh, wow. You had to put one arm through the stern wheel to shift them. Oh, my word. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's great. Okay, so tell us a little bit. You know, my show is Enjoying Life OTR, so I like to talk about things that you like to do outside the truck and, um, you know, really just to kind of get to know you personally a little bit and um, kind of hear about some of your adventures out there. you have any good stories you want to share with us? I started out when I was 15 years old. I was riding with my uncle one night, and he hauled watermelons out of Florida back up to Atlanta. I was riding with him because I usually load and unload the trucks, and uh, we was riding along there one night, and I was I was only 15 years old. I had a learner's license, didn't have a full license, you know. Yeah. And uh, he got tired on the way to Atlanta, and he pulled over, and he said, uh, you need to drive me on to Atlanta, so... I never drove a big truck before. Oh wow! I got I got behind the wheel at fifteen and drove him all the way to Atlanta that night, and he sat over there in the passenger seat and slept. Oh wow, that's crazy! <laughs> yeah, and then at eighteen years old, I got my uh, back then it wasn't a CDL; it was called a chauffeur's license. Right. And uh, the way you got a chauffeur's license back then, you had to have somebody sign a piece of paper saying you'd been driving for them. But you still wasn't legal to drive, but if they signed that piece of paper, then you took it to the DMV, and uh, they gave you a, a chauffeur's license to drive a semi-truck. Oh, wow. So, so different he, signed these days. It, <laughs> he, signed, he signed it, and I got my license, and I've been driving ever since, really. Wow. So what do you love about this lifestyle? You've been doing it such a long time. What makes you sick with it? I look at it as... I don't look at it really as a job. I always looked at it as a vacation and an adventure because, you know, I got to go. I mean, I've been all over the United States, Mexico, and Canada. I like to do different things, and uh, I like, you know, to uh, check out different lakes. And 
I usually carry a fishing rod with me and get out and go fishing and stuff like that. But uh, I always looked at it as an adventure. And then I would say uh, later on in my driving years, back in late 90s and all, when uh, when poker was becoming real popular, you know, at the casinos playing poker. Yeah. I, I started playing Texas Hold'em. Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, and so... I really got to liking that, and I started stopping at different casinos and, and playing poker. And then when uh, it became real popular, when a friend of mine named Chris Moneymaker won the World Series one year. Oh, wow, fun. They started calling me Doc, Doc Holiday because I started playing so much poker. And I would <laughs> always use the saying, well, I'll be uh, at the poker table. I'd always say, well, I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> and so everybody started calling me Doc Holiday, and uh and all my friends, they call me Doc now. I hit casinos probably twice a week playing poker. Oh, fun. So what do you do with the truck? They have truck parking, or how does that work out? Yeah, most of them do. I could probably tell you where every casino is from here to California that you can park a big <laughs> truck in. Oh, nice. I have to get you on my website and put some of that on there. I have a website, so you could just put all your favorite stops, so you can be our casino hookup. <laughs> the website is elotr.com stands for enjoying life over the road. And my dream is to win the World Series of Poker. Oh, fun. I don't I don't know if you know what that is. Or I, not. I do. They, I'm very familiar. But they show it on TV, on ESPN every year. Yeah, I've watched and it. Four, <laughs> and, well, four years ago, I was in Vegas, and I got to play in the World Series. Oh, fun. But okay, I didn't so get into the time. main event. Right. I didn't get into the main event. I played some other events. And I was wanting to get to the main event, but I really needed to win one of the other events to advance to the main event because the main event is a $10,000 buy-in. Right. And uh, I got to beat like 7,000 players to get to the top to win it, but it can be done. Yeah, it can. Somebody's got to win it. Might as well be you. <laughs> right. I have a lot of confidence, but uh, that's my dream to win the World Series of Poker one year. How you know, fun. Just, and, uh, yeah, that's big money, you know, too. The prize is big, right? How much money do you win when uh, you get that? You get $10 million if you get first place. Nice. Cool. Uh, even if you finish like ninth place, it's like a million dollars. Yeah, I, I know that's big money all the way up at the top there. That's awesome. <laughs> and wow. then it goes on down the line to like 400th place, like 450th place. You get your 10000 back, and then it starts increasing after that. The higher up you finish, yeah, the better you can do. But I, I just want to finish first. I just want the title. I know, right? How fun. Right. Yeah, right, the title well, would to, be great. Yeah, that would be great. How fun. Well, I love that you do that. That's fun. Okay, so you like to you like to um, play poker, and you said you go fishing. So you take your fishing rod on there. What, how do you, how does that work out when you're out over the road? What, how do you manage to get in some fishing time? Well, what I do is I'm really riding along, and I'll see like a place you know it's, it's like if I'm riding along down by a river or something, you know, or a lake or something, and I see a place where you can pull a truck off and park. I'll pull off and park and just. Just jump out there and start throwing my rod in and trying to do a little fishing. I and love that. I remember one time years ago when, oh God, it was a long time ago, uh, when my ex-wife, my, well, my now ex-wife was with me, we was up in, uh, I want to say it's Vermont or New Hampshire. I can't remember exactly where, but Ricky Skaggs lives there because uh, we was at a hotel right up the street and we saw Ricky Skaggs bus. I was asking him, I said, what's his bus doing there? And he said, well, he lives right there. I went, oh, okay. 
And I was asking them about a lake, and they told me where a lake was nearby there. And back then, I pulled a van trailer, you know, a, a box trailer. Yeah. So we was going to the lake, found this place where they rented canoes. We rented a canoe and throwed it in the back of the trailer and closed the trailer doors. And went down to the and went down to the lake and you know how they got a boat ramp and all and and everybody seen that big truck coming in the lake parking area down there. <laughs> Luckily we was had enough room to park. And I backed the trailer down the boat ramp. You did and not. That's too funny. I backed the trailer down the boat ramp with that canoe in the back. <laughs> and and everybody came over there, you know, and they was all looking. I guess they thought some big boat was gonna come out the back, you know. And, uh, Oh, I, knew what they were, I knew what they were waiting on for me to open that door and pull that big fancy racing boat out the back. Right. And, uh, <laughs> my, my, my ex, she said, what are you doing? I said, unload a canoe. She said, we could tow it to the boat ramp. I said, yeah, but this is more fun. Watch your buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened, I opened the trailer door and reached up in there and drug that canoe out the back door. And everybody went, oh, no. <laughs> We thought you had a big boat now. I said, well, I do. I got a canoe. <laughs> we, so we unloaded a canoe, and everybody was cracking up. That's uh, too funny. Yeah, and we put our beer in it and all that. And, and, you know, a canoe ain't very stable. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and we was out there, and we got out there in the middle of that big old lake. And uh, and uh, I was cutting up with her. I said, watch it rock. Don't do that. Well, it turned over. <laughs> so, so. Beer will float for a while once it, you know, once it falls out of the boat. Right. And this other guy, and this other guy in a big boat come up. He said, because we was struggling trying to get it turned back over. We was hanging on the canoe, and he said, "Y'all need some help." And I said, "Yeah, we need some help." He said, "Well, hang on, I'll get the beer for you." And he took a dip net and dipped all the beer up. <laughs> get the priorities in order. <laughs> yeah, he had his priorities in order, and then he had us, he had us get it straightened up and get back out. So. That's funny. That was pretty funny, yeah. Well, tell me some other fun stories. Do you have any other adventures while you're driving or any unusual freight or anything like that you want to tell us about? I bet you've seen a lot of crazy stuff out there. Oh, you see a lot of crazy stuff, and it's getting crazier every day. You know, people with road rage and all that stuff, it gets crazier every day. But I remember one time, I used to run California back out of Florida all the time, hauling uh, seafood out and produce back. And I took my daughter with me. She was six years old, and she was dying to go with me. So I took her to California, and uh, we stopped in Laredo, uh, not Laredo, El Paso, Texas. She wanted to go. She wanted to see the Mexico side. We, we parked the truck on the Texas side and uh, walked across the border into uh, Juarez there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I was going to take her to a little shop there in Mexico because back then it wasn't real bad down there. Yeah, so you can't do that now. You wouldn't take her now. <laughs> Oh, no, not now I wouldn't. But we went into the store, and, and this Mexican lady, well, she was speaking all Mexican, and I didn't know what she was saying. She was showing my daughter some clothes, and my daughter started speaking Spanish back to her. She was saying, no me gusto. I said, what? She said, that means I don't like. I said, where did you learn Spanish? She said, where well, they're teaching it to us in school. I said, you're in the first grade. That's she said, funny. Yeah, she said, well, they're teaching it to us. 
So she could she could communicate with the lady in the store, and she finally found something she liked to wear, and, and I bought it for her. And we got back to the truck, and she put those clothes on and wore them all the way to California. Oh, so sweet. I bet she loves that memory, too. What a fun trip for her. <laughs> she did. And, and one of our fun things was we stopped in Arizona in the desert out there where all the cactuses was. Yeah. And there's these giant lizards out there running around, and she saw them, and she started chasing them, trying to catch them. Yeah, and I was I called him. I she said, What are those? I said I said I said, They're big lizards. She said, No, they're gila monsters. <laughs> and I don't know where she got that at. No neither. Oh, that's hilarious. But, but she loved she loved trying to catch those little lizards out there. How fun she got to go and do that with you. I bet she loves that memory with you. <laughs> oh yeah, she does. Well tell me about but, some uh, other fun things you've done while out on the road. What else do you like to do? You got some more crazy stories you want to share with us? Well, I'll tell you what I did one time. This going to sound like smoking the Bandit, I guess, but I didn't have the <laughs> Bandit with me. You know, you couldn't get beer east of the Mississippi back then. Oh, Lord, how long so, ago uh, was that? <laughs> oh, God, it was in the 70s. Oh, wow. So uh, I went, and I, and I did this in my car back in 1975, I think it was. It was right after the Smoking the Bandit movie come out. I went to Texas and got a whole trunk load of beer, of Coors beer, and brought it back to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> you get meet with the parade, everybody would go glad to see you. <laughs> no, there's no parade. Everybody was glad to see me come back with that beer. Though. I know, everybody that's right. Wanted, everybody wanted Coors beer back then. Well, yeah. So back before, you know, the CDL come in and they had, you know, these electronic logs like we got now, you could run a log book and fix it any way you want to. Yeah. I had back then, I guess you call me kind of an outlaw. I had a driver's license for five different states. I had different driver's licenses in every time you get stopped because back then our trucks, they run over a hundred mile an hour. Right. And every time you get stopped, it depends on what state you got stopped in, what license you was going to show the police to oh, wow. uh, get the ticket. <laughs> And, You're like, and I you got a clean record a, here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you never ran out of a driver's license. And uh, your logbook, you'd run one logbook going out, one logbook coming back. <laughs> got just creative. Make, you'd always make always make it look good for the DOT because I was running to California back by myself in seven days from Florida and back. Oh, wow. That's and crazy. And we had trucks. We had trucks that would run 106, 110. I remember back then there was a guy at Carolinas. His name was Southern Shaker. I remember he got caught in Arizona one night running 140 mile an hour oh my gosh and, uh, and they took him to jail impounded the truck put the truck on the rail car and shipped it to el paso texas because they wouldn't let him drive it out the state oh wow that's hard to imagine what do you think about them um the fmcsa trying to do the spe speed regulators on the trucks now have you heard about that i've heard about it and i hope they don't do it you know canada's did that well not all of canada but the provinces of ontario and yeah. quebec they've got them up there got them regulated for 65 but yeah I That's think what I'm it thinking. Be it'll bad, be here, 65. It'd be a bad idea because what you're going to have is a whole bunch of trucks in one line. Nobody can pass the other one. Yeah. And they're going to create nothing but big traffic jams are what they're going to do. If everybody's running the same speed. Because when you're running up, like today I came across New York, New York State Thruway, right? There's a lot of Canadian trucks up there running. And you're passing every one of them because they're all in a line. Oh, yeah, because they're governed at 65. Up, they're governed at 65, most of them. And they can't pass each other, so they all lined up. And it, and, and it does cause a traffic jam. Yeah. 
Yeah. But I'd like to say something good about this company I work with. I work with a company out of Gilmer, Texas. It's, you might have heard of it, Custom Custom Commodities. Well, tell me about them. Well, the guy that owns it, it's, it's not a corporation or anything like that. He's the sole owner of the company, David Stevens, and he treats his drivers well. I mean, I guess I'll retire right. Well, I'm 64 years old, so I will retire here. Yeah, nice. But uh, it's not like working for a big, giant company. They got a couple hundred Two or three hundred trucks is what they got, which I call a small company. Yeah. But wow. uh, but they know every driver individually. They know them by name. Treat us with respect. You just couldn't ask for better people. It's more like working with a family than it is working for a company, the way I look at it. Well, I'm glad and, to give them a shout out. I'm glad to hear that. There's some good people out there. So I, I like to I like to honor those people that are taking care of their drivers. Tell us the name of the company again. It's Custom Commodities out of Gilmer, Texas. Okay, good. And we pull pneumatic tanks and liquid tanks. That's that's all that's all we pull with and this. And how company. long have you been with them? I've been here now three and a half years. Oh, nice. And you run all over the United States? All over. Yes, ma'am. We do all 48, but most of our runs are from Texas back east in places and up to the Midwest, you know. And, yeah. and uh, we, we haul different products like carbon loads. So a lot of them, they go out to California and we have some plastic pellets. I don't know if you know what plastic pellets are or not. No, tell me about that. They're little bitty pellets, you know. Imagine little BBs. Okay. And they're they made out of plastic, for? and there's like millions of them inside the trailer. And you unload them into a silo, and they make your water bottles that you drink water out of, the caps for the water bottles, your Coke bottles, Pepsi bottles. They make IV bags out of them. Oh, wow. They make anything made out of plastic starts out with those pellets. Oh, I see. Okay. That is not what I was thinking. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. good. So just about anything made out of plastic starts out with a little plastic pellets yeah. that we're hauling. Yeah. And we haul like 46,000 pounds of them in one load, so. Oh, wow. That's a lot of little, that's a lot of little pellets. Yeah, it is. Yes, ma'am, it is. And, uh. I just love what I'm doing. I, I love where I'm at. I love the company I work with. love the people and all the drivers over here. If one driver gets in trouble, the other driver's willing to help him out, you know, if he needs a hand doing something. So good. Just, I love it. And so where's your family from? Where's your home base? And I got two daughters and six grandchildren that oh, live fun. down there. How often do you get to and, go back home? You how, how long do you stay out? Well, you could... That's one thing I like about this. You can stay out, you can stay out four or five days and go home, or you can stay out four or five months and go home. Just whatever the driver wants to do. Nice. But but me, my like I say, my 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 kids are grown. My grandkids, they're about you know they're they're still young. But I go home. I usually stay out two a couple months at a time. Yeah, nice. I'm going home twentieth of this month and we're going to Florida for a whole week. We got a place rented down there for a week. So we're going out there and do some deep sea fishing. Oh fun. Nice. Yeah, my family's from northwest Florida, so I'm like I love that. <laughs> oh cool. Yeah, I love I love the beach. So that sounds great to me. <laughs> But, but yeah, we're going down to Sarasota for a whole week. We got one of those. My daughter's husband, my son-in-law, his dad has like one of those timeshare things. Oh, nice. He gives it to them every year. So we picked Florida this year and we're going down there. Fun. I love that. And stay for a week. Well, tell me about some of your other trips you've had on the um, when you've been on the road. So I bet you've had some crazy weather stories. Do you have any bad um, encounters with weather or anything crazy happen like that? Oh, yeah. Up through Wyoming in the wintertime, sometimes is the worst. People think tornadoes are bad. I was going through Wyoming one time, and uh, 
they got these high wind warning signs. Yeah. And I, and I was pulling a tank through Wyoming at the time, and the wind don't affect the tank like it does a box trailer. Right. The warning signs was box trailers to park, but they were several of them insisted on going. Yeah. There was one I was coming up on right in front of me. I watched him flip over and lay on his side. The one in front of him flipped over right right after he did. Oh, wow. And, uh, so it had two flip over there, and uh, I stopped to see if I could help. But thank God the drivers were okay. But yeah. Their truck was, the truck was messed up. Yeah. But, uh, Wyoming can get really bad in the wintertime. I remember one time in the wintertime, I was in Oregon. I was training. I, I used to train students to, to drive trucks right, right right out of school. Yeah. And, and we was in Oregon. We had a box trailer at that time. It was just a heavy snowstorm. I mean, the road was covered in snow. And the highway patrol said, roads are closed, but you can travel at your own risk. Well, my students said, well, we're going to park. We parked at a truck stop. I can't remember the name of that town. It's right there when you cross into Oregon, not too far in Oregon. But we anyway, we parked for a minute. It was coming down, and I said, well, you need to learn how to chain up. He said, chain up for what? I said, we're going to throw chains on the wheel and see if we can't go on down the road with a flutter. He went, Okay. So we went out there and like froze to death trying to put chains on the wheels. We chained <laughs> up and took off. And uh, I did the driving. I was just showing him, look, when I'm, we only want to drive about 20 mile an hour, is about all I want to do. Yeah. And the snow had done got probably a foot, foot and a half deep on the road. Oh, wow. And so we plowed through the snow, got to Cabbage Mountain. Cabbage is one of the worst mountains there is. He said, well, we're going to go over that? And I went, yeah, we're going. <laughs> Oh, I no. said, the down the downhill part's what's fun. Oh wow! But we got to the top and they had they had cleared the road off some because the downhill side's real treacherous. Yeah. And so we we took it about ten mile an hour down the hill down around wind. They call it cabbage because the way it winds around. And we got to the bottom of the hill and the snow had lightened up some. And we pulled off and parked. And I said, well, this is as far as we're going. He said, well, why don't we stop in here? I went, look, casino. He went, wait a minute. You mean to tell me we chained up, went over all that crap just to get to the casino? I went, well, yeah, it's a better, better place to park during a snowstorm. He went, I'm not believing this. He said, oh, that's I don't believe that. He said, I don't have no money to play with. So I said, well, here is $100. Go in there and play with you. Well, that makes a difference, he said. Yeah. He said, I cannot believe we did that. That's funny. And and he said, well, what are we going to do? I said, I said, call the company and tell them we snowed in. And, uh, we'll, we'll go when the snow leaves. <laughs> we stayed there for two days. That's funny. I love it. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Make the most of your opportunity to do what you love yeah, to he do. Could, he couldn't believe it. That, there was only me and one other truck, I guess, running down the road that day because I only seen one other truck running with their chains on. Everybody else was parked. And we drove 100 miles just to get to the casino. Oh, Lord, that's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I'm going to be stuck, I'm going to be doing something fun. <laughs> Will you have any other stories you want to share before you wrap up? I've got, I've got a lot of them, but... Uh, well, tell us one of your favorites. Yeah. Well, I guess one of my favorites, it was kind of sad, too. But uh, one time, when my now ex-wife, we were going to California, and I got tired. She never drove a big truck. So I got it going, you know, shifted the gears and got it in the gear I wanted to. And then I got it from behind the wheel, and I held onto the wheel with one hand while she slid over in the driver's seat and started driving. And I let her drive, and I guess I was real tired because I fell asleep while she was driving. 
I told her, stay in the right lane, don't pass nobody. <laughs> and I woke, I woke up, and she was passing two wide loads in the left lane running 75 mile an hour. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, but, but, but the thing about it, when we got to California, I drove, and we was headed up I-5, and Mount Shasta is just beautiful in California when you're going up fives. Yeah, Especially when Shasta's just all covered with snow and it's all green and warm on the bottom. Yeah, so pretty. And and we were riding up I-5, and I looked over there, and she started crying. I said, what's the matter with you? She said, that's just beautiful up there. I said, why are you crying? <laughs> and it was kind of sad what she said. She said, I'm crying for all the blind people in the world that can't see this. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of sad when she said that. Yeah, so sweet, though. I feel like that, too, when I'm driving. Sometimes, you know, I want to take pictures of places I'm at, and I'm like, you know, a picture's just not going to do it justice, and you just get to have that moment by yourself. And so I kind of get that feeling, too. It's like, well, man, I wish I, like, I was going to show my family where I'm at. And it's like, but it's like the pictures don't really do it justice. So it's like, it's just so yeah, great. Yeah, no, they don't. There's so many beautiful places, so, so fun. Okay, I got a question for you before we wrap up. I have something I was thinking about. So what would you say to a young driver that's just getting started and they're thinking about getting into trucking and, um, you know, with all the stuff you've seen? And what would you say to somebody that was interested in getting getting into the industry for the first time? What advice would you give them? I would say don't let nobody discourage you because the money right now in trucking is probably better than going to college for four years because – even a first year trucker right now can make over eighty thousand a year. Yeah. I would and I would I would say if you get into it, just don't let people discourage you. Don't let people that cut you off give you road rage and just always communicate with people. Don't never be afraid to ask questions. Always ask questions. If you're ever in doubt about anything, just don't do nothing that you're in doubt about because doing something you're in doubt about could cost you your life. So yeah, it's easy to forget how dangerous the work is, I and mean, we really got to take it seriously. But yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's a great opportunity for so many people, and if you, especially if you love to travel, if you're somebody that likes adventure and likes to be out on the road, and um, I think it's a great opportunity too. So much potential, and even like you hear drivers talking about the benefits of being an owner operator versus company driver. I think whatever way you want to go, you know, they're both great. They both have benefits, and whichever way you want to go, there's there's plenty of money to be made in trucking. So, right, either way is good. Just just to remember one thing about being an owner operator, though, they don't take taxes out on you. And and they don't for and they don't have benefits, you know, like health insurance and stuff like that. They yeah. Uh, but the main thing is they don't take taxes out. See, I got in trouble with that because you got all that money in your pocket that the company pays you, but at the end of the year they're gonna give you a ten ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. You got a big and, bill coming. And, and right, that's a big deal because you really need to put up a percentage or whatever you're getting paid, and you're paying all your Social Security work. If you work for a company, they pay half of it. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, it's it, it's it, it's good either way. Uh, owner-operators would feel like, like today it was six forty-eight a gallon. When oh, I drive crazy. a company truck, the company pays for it, but... Yeah. But they get a fuel surcharge, you know, the higher the fuel goes, the more the loads are going to pay the company or the owner operator. Yeah. But we as consumers, we're going to pay for it at the end because it's, they got to pass the cost along somewhere. Yeah, they sure do. Yeah, it's crazy. I never thought I'd see the prices that we're seeing now. It's like, it's so crazy. Wow. 
But I would never suggest starting out as an owner operator. If you start out, I'd suggest driving at least at least five or six years before you even think about leasing a truck or buying a truck. Yeah, there's so much to learn. Well, a lot of these lease purchase plans are not very good. There are very few companies that have really a good plan on a lease purchase and stuff like that. There, yeah, you can make more right now as a company driver than you could on a lease purchase, really. Yeah, I think so too. Well, Doc, it was sure great meeting you, and I, I'm great that you came on the show. You have anything else to share before you want to close out? My advice is uh, is keep the bottom side down and the top side up. Sounds good. Well, thanks so much for coming on, Doc. It sure is a pleasure meeting you, and I am so grateful for all of your safe miles and all you've done to keep our roads safe over all these years. So I just want to say thank you so much, and it's really an honor to share your story. Yeah, well, thank you. And I got a couple more years probably, and I'm going to probably hang it up. But I'm going to stay here a couple more years. Yeah, enjoy it while you can. You're living a good life, and it's sure nice meeting you. Hey, if you know somebody that would like to be on the show, um, get in touch with me. Or maybe you want to be on the show. I'd love to share your story. My um, email address is in the show notes, so reach out. Love to chat with you about that. Do it all over the phone. Super easy. Anyway, look forward to that. You know, I want other people to hear about our community. You know, we have the website, elotr.com. I've created a community that's just for truck drivers and uh, want it to be our place where we can share our favorite stops, you know, maybe share how we overcame the truck parking challenge when we're trying to do some um, sightseeing or, you know, find fun things to do on our downtime. It's a place we could share our pics of our truck. And anyway, I hope you hop on there. I'd love for you to join our community, elotr.com. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in today. And I sure appreciate you. And I look forward to sharing another great show with you next week. Hey, y'all be safe out there and by all means, enjoy the journey.